Good morning. Joining me now is Bill Richard, who is the president of the Laurel Ingalls Wilder pageant in Walnut Grove. How are you, sir? We're quite good. We're very busy getting ready. We've kind of been dormant for a year and uh, at least out at the pageant site. And so it's uh, it's kind of like refreshing our remember berries to be able to get ready for another live show, which we're very excited about. Tell us, why is it in Walnut Grove? Some people have heard about the story, but bring us to the connection to Walnut Grove. Some people might say that's a foolish question, but I have to be honest, when I came here in 1978, I didn't even know who Laura Ingalls was. Shame on me. Right. Yes. In any case, yeah. Uh, the family lived here for a short time. Yeah, around when Aaron, she was born in uh, 60, 1867. They lived here off and on for three years before they moved on to Desmit. They went to a number of different places. Uh, farming wasn't good. They traveled here, they traveled there. Uh, but they uh, wrote the book on the banks of Plum Creek about this location when Laura had actually been over 65 years old and remembered the events and put them down and kind of the rest is history. So how many things in Walnut Grove are linked to Laura Ingalls Wilder? There's a museum and what other sorts of things? Well, there's, there's three main things. You have the, the museum in town and uh, they are open uh, quite a bit during the year. Uh, they also are in the process of renovating a building across the street. It was called the Master's Store and Hall uh, that uh, Pa helped construct. And then north of town, uh, a mile and a half or so, is the site of the original Ingalls dugout on the banks of Plum Creek that Laura refers to in her story. The, um, the, the, the physical structure, of course, has long since disappeared, but you can see the depression in the ground, the location, and it's kind of a, a, a place where people make a pilgrimage to kind of see that and stand on the ground and all that goes with that. They have a, a recreation of it, uh, at the museum of uh, what it might have looked like to some extent. And then you have the, the Laura Ingalls Wilder pageant, which originally started uh, in school uh, on a very, very hot, even hotter than today, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, written by a, uh, a student in college and put on by the community. And then they said, wow, we've got hundreds of people here and, and this is really hot. We can't do this inside. We've got to go outside. Let's do a pageant outside. And so we're now in our 44th year out there at the Laura Ingalls Wilder site. And uh, we bring in an average on a, on a non-COVID year of between four and 5,000 people that come to our show. Wow, that's amazing. So where is this site? Is there an address? How would I get there? Yes. Uh, well, you just have to ask some local and they'd say, well, go, you know, you go where the tree used to be. <laughs> the, the site itself is, is about a mile uh, to the west of Walnut Grove and a half a mile south. There are signs in town. Uh, you cannot always trust Google or GPS. They will take you to the ends of the earth sometimes. But uh, if you follow the signs, you should be able to get there without any trouble. It does have a physical address, which is 11505 Crown Avenue. But uh, for most people, it's just, well, you go west and you take a turn after the creek. That's kind of the... And now the pageant involves, is it all volunteers or who is all a part of this? It is a mixture. The cast, uh, which this year is about 40 people, is volunteer. Uh, some of the people involved are paid. You have uh, the, uh, the people that bring the horses, the, the director, the sound person, the lighting person, 
some of those folks uh, are compensated for their time, but the cast is a volunteer group that is a very hardcore group because they, we've been out there sweating and trying to dance and sing and all that in the heat and uh, move stuff around, and uh, but uh, they can't seem to get enough of it. And is it just on Saturday then? No, it's, uh, it's actually six times in July, and so it's the second, third, and fourth weekend, which would make it to be, I have to always kind of look, the 9th and 10th, and then the 16th and 17th, and then the 23rd and 24th. And also on Saturday, there are uh, family festival events in town, uh, in the city park, which is just a block south of the museum. There are some other locations in town that people always go to look at where the schoolhouse was, uh, they talk about the bell that Pa helped pay for that still is ringing in the English church. That's another location that people like to see. And so there, there is that. And the weekend after the pageant, on the 31st of July, we have a music festival, a bluegrass music festival out there. Wonderful. Well, what time is this pageant then on Saturdays? Well, the, on Fridays and Saturdays, the, the gates open. I got to look because we made it earlier because we had some little kids falling asleep. <laughs> and so, uh, not, not really, but their parents were. No, I don't know who was falling asleep. Anyway, uh, 7 o'clock, the gates open. And then there's the pageant singers sing a little. And then at 8.30, the show begins at 8.30. It lasts about two hours, so it's done about 10.30 at night. Uh, for the, uh, the, the music festival, the gates open at 10.30 in the morning. And we have five bands, and it goes until about 11 o'clock at night. Wonderful. And, and tell me about this pageant. Is it a re replay of something that actually happened in the life of Laura Ingalls Wilder, or what? what is it all about? Well, the the story that we tell is, is based on the writing of, of James Merchant, uh, who uh, authored the this production called Fragments of a Dream. Now that has gone through a number of revisions by a number of people since it was originally written by him in 1978. Uh, it takes incidences from Laura's life from the books on the banks of Plum Creek. Uh, we take some dramatic license with some, uh, extrapolating what we think might have happened with other characters. We also add in some information about some of the people that uh, lived in Walnut Grove at the time that may have interacted that Laura maybe didn't mention. Uh, you have the Olsons, which on TV, of course, are huge. And we have you know, information in newspaper articles and things. So we've worked some of that in there as well. Uh, we add a few things of our own. So it's a mixture of uh, things from the book, uh, stories that have been retold by great-grandparents here, and also uh, some kinds of, uh, well, we think that they would have had maybe a conversation like this in the schoolhouse, though there isn't really a written record of it. As Laura says when she wrote this, I mean, the book, for instance, on the banks of Plum Creek, only half of that is part of, you know, what you see, what you buy, is probably half of the original manuscript. But now, in recent years, uh, a lot more has come to light through going through the writings and papers. You have uh, books by Pamela Smith-Hill and William Anderson that detail a lot more of what the intent was and what she wrote. And so we're, we're actually in the process now of, of rewriting the show so that in uh, another year we'll be able to do a three-year sequence, kind of spreading it out, because there's, there's plenty there, and we wanted to, to take more care with creating the whole story. I think Laura said something about, I've told the truth, but not all of it. 
So the pageant sounds like it's a little bit of historical fiction, perhaps. I would say that's correct, yes. And yeah. are you in the, the pageant yourself? Do you play a role? I do not. My role is to make sure everybody else shows up and that we get advertising out and that uh, that the sets work and that um, that's kind of, I prefer the behind the scenes thing. Uh, so I have stepped in only on occasion when people have become ill and they need somebody to fill in who's less than good, then I can jump in, uh, you know, and uh, I help them work out some of the dance things and uh, try to make sure that everything meshes like it should. So this is every Saturday in July, correct? Well, it's not the first one because the first one is like the second or third or something. So it's the second, third and fourth Friday and Saturday. Oh, it's, so it's Friday six and Saturday. Times in July. Okay. Friday and Saturday. And how does one obtain a ticket, or do you just show up, or what do you okay. need to do? I am glad you asked. You can just show up. Okay. Uh, there are there are two. Well, there are three kinds of tickets. You have what are called a VIP ticket, which means that you can buy a ticket to the front three rows, so it's the best view. But there are 600 chairs there, and so you can buy a general admission ticket that you go somewhere on the hill. Some people like that best because they can sit out there and spread out the blankets and, and everything like that. Others like the chairs because it's simple and easy. So you've got an $18 general admission, a $20 regular admission for chairs, and then a front row $25 deal. Uh, you can order them online uh, through walnutgrove.org. The, the trick this year has been when we started our ticket sales, we were under the COVID regs, and so we had limits on how many we could sell, and we were also making sure that we had socially distancing between groups. And so when we did that, we couldn't do that online. They can see where they want to sit, but then they have to call and say, we would like seats here, here, and here. And then we had to then assign them. It was a little too tricky for the machinery to understand Norwegian social distancing. <laughs> And so we had to do it that way. And so now we don't necessarily have the restriction. Uh, we we do rec we know we recommend that if, you know if you're not vaccinated, it's probably not a bad idea to wear a mask when you get particularly to the concession area or the restrooms or the ticket area where there's a crowd of people. Uh, if you are vaccinated, you should be fine. And uh, we we mentioned that to our both our our uh, concession people and also our cast as well. We're mostly concerned about the children, not that they would get really sick, but that we also have people that can't take, can't have the vaccine. And so we want to make sure that they're safe as well. So we, we try to do the best we can. And who knows what the regs will be on July 9th. Right. You know, what do you do on a rainy day? This is an outside event. So I'm just curious, rain or shine? Well, you know, it isn't rain or shine. It's pretty much rain or shine. We've only been rained out, what, four times in 40 for years however oh. we were flooded out but that happened before that was in 2018 we had six feet of water in there and so we don't have that this year I don't think we're gonna have to worry about that this year but we didn't have a problem with that and so if we get over halfway through the show uh, we call it good and and uh, that's how that works but if we don't then you can get your money back and we've had to pay folks back give back their money on, on, a, on about three or four occasions out of 44 years. So we're not too worried. We're pretty fortunate with that. Um, and usually the rain goes around us or it comes later. 
Well, we re- we need it this year, so let's hope we get some at right, some point. Yeah, we can hope for it. I think if it rains this year, people are just going to sit there and enjoy it. <laughs> right. You know. Now, this setting, I have not been there to Walnut Grove. Is the prairie like it was back then? Is there any restored prairie, or is it totally developed? Well, it, there are places that there there is restored prairie. It where we are located is not. That's farm. That was farmland that we are we use for parking and everything like that. But there are some places that have restored prairie, and and out at the Ingalls dugout site. Uh, I know that they've worked to try to do a restored prairie, but again, when in 2018, when the flood came through there, it washed tons and tons of stuff away and dumped other tons. So they've tried to restore that again. There are some other areas uh, not too far away that are restored prairie, and there are maybe a couple places around that it's still virgin prairie. Um, it's hard to tell. A hundred years ago, who knows what they did? You mentioned that it attracts some 4,000 to 5,000 people. Put it in perspective, how big is Walnut Grove itself in terms of population? Oh, like 750. Oh, so it's a, it's a small town, and that's obviously your biggest event of the year. Yes, and I would say this, that it isn't just a Walnut Grove event, uh, because we have people from Marshall, from Tracy, from Westbrook, from Lamberton, from Slayton. Some years they come to live here during the summer, uh, from as far away as Fargo, we've had folks from D.C., from Minneapolis that come to live here to do the show. So it, it isn't just a Walnut Grove show. Uh, we're it, The show's big enough that it's a little much for just one town to do anymore. At, at one time when we started, there were people that said, if you don't live in Walnut Grove, you can't be in the show. And you're going, that would have been me because I didn't live in Walnut Grove. <laughs> but that went away because, you know, you got... If it's if you're if you're even if you're a bad actor, we will help you out so that you do look good when you're on stage with us. That sounds wonderful. So for more information, it sounds like you go to walnutgrove.org and it tells a little bit about it as well as a way to get your tickets. Correct. That is correct. And and you can see from that you, the other things I've talked about. You can connect with the museum. You can connect with the uh, with places to stay. Other things in the area. Connect on the Facebook page, uh, where actually we've made an effort this year to provide um, a video of the different places in town so people can look at them ahead of time to say, oh, I guess I could go to Nelly's for a Nelly burger. You know, I could (laughs) go to the bar and grill and have a sandwich because it's it's a family place. So that's the place to go and kind of link up to the different things, whether it's the dugout or, you know, link on the, the Tracy has the wheels across the Prairie Museum. There's a... Hanslick uh, Welder Shop in Lamberton. There's a end of the road, uh, end of something rail. I can't even think what it is. Uh, south of us, that's almost one of a kind. So there's lots of little things here, and if you look at the website, it will help you find them. Wonderful. We've been talking with Bill Richards, who is the president of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Pageant, going on in July. It sounds like a wonderful event. Forty cast in the pageant uh, some four to five thousand people coming to town and just sounds like a great event and i hope you have a successful turnout thank you very much karen and i i I invite you to come and dance with us on stage if you want to well i don't know about that anything else you'd like to add before i let you go bill i know that we've been fortunate with covid we've reached out to a number of organizations and gotten support from uh like southwest minnesota arts council the remick foundation 
Walnut Grove Area Foundation that have kind of kept us afloat. And, and like many arts organizations, you know, we're, we're, we're down significantly in terms of dollars and cents, but we're up in spirit because we're going to be back on stage. Thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate it. You have a great day. You too. Thank you, Karen. Yep. Bye-bye.